Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen us? Sorry, wrong commercial. I'm Megan. And I'm John. And, and we're, we're the, the Retro, Retro Club, Club, where we take movies we grew up with and break them down. We discuss our likes and dislikes, the characters, soundtrack, and how the movies have aged over time. Find us every Wednesday wherever you stream your favorite podcast. And join in on the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Slasher at the Retro Club Pod. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent you. <laughs> It's been nearly 250 years, a building that has gone through many iterations, a tavern, a residential building, an inn, a tavern and an inn, and finally full circle. This tavern in this town of less than 2,000 people was the first to see Maine's independence. It was also, unfortunately, witness to a fire that saw the death of a little girl, Emily. You can find her and other mysterious figures pulling childlike pranks, walking down hallways, and sneaking around the corners of the Jameson Tavern. Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. You're giving her the stop hand. I am. Right before I hit record, <laughs> Megan was like, hey, Piggy. And Piggy's like, my time to shine. And started walking in the second we started recording. Quit saying her name or she's going to come over here. True. Sorry. I mean, who? Huh? Hmm? Hi. I Welcome. wish I had a drink, but <laughs> you're a terrible host. Go on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I meant to get you. I told you we had water. I know, but is it your poopy water or is <laughs> no, it? No, it's okay. I got I cleaned the Brita pitcher and I put a new filter in it, and that's the water I'm currently drinking. So wow, neat. not that that's I'll not say, water, that's, that's coffee. Not water. <laughs> no, it's not. Anyway, anyway, happy Thursday. If if it's I don't know. I what was I gonna? I'm cold right now. I was gonna say something about it being really cold by the time you hear this. I'm currently well, sitting in my house in a comfy. I'm starting to get warm, actually. So is it going to be cold? Or I thought the weather was like gonna. It was supposed. Warm to, up it's again. gonna pick up like towards the weekend, which I guess Thursday's almost the weekend. I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I, whatever. I don't know. It's, Welcome to the Midwest. I know. Sorry, it's all I know is we finally bit the bullet and turned the heat on in the house when it got to like 59 degrees. I was like, well, here we oh, go. in the house. In the house, oh, 59 degrees God. in the house. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Kicked on the heat, smelled the burning dust, got over it. Uh, now it's back to 68 in the house, but like, I'm just cold for some reason. I'm in my comfy right now. And I was, I was chilly when we sat in here mm-hmm. and now I'm already getting warm. So this is going to be... I can't oh take God. it off. I've committed. Well, I've had to turn my heat on before that just because of the child. And it Fair. got down to like 63 in my house. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> we woke up and it was 63. So I turned on the heat and it's better now. We're doing better. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So I don't know what all. It's just been a week. What all has passed? Is in- that for me? Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. she gets room service. I got a water, guys. Thank you, Thanks. dear. 
Bye. Wonderful. Go read your necromancer book. <laughs> I saw her creeping. I'm like, <laughs> is she going to turn? And she just kept coming this way. So <laughs> for, all, for all of you book readers out there, it's Harrow the Ninth. I don't know if she wants me to tell people, but that's what she's reading right now. Necromancers. Romance. Maybe gay. Go check it out. If you want us to cut that down, we're not cutting that. I'm not cutting that. I don't have the patience. Oh, I shouldn't drink right in the mic. Anyway, it's a new week. It's a it is a uh, new place. I know. It feels like it's been forever since we've recorded. Because well, a lot's happened. We're older, maybe yeah. not wiser. No. There's no romance. Is what she said. <laughs> okay. There should be. Anyway. Uh, oh, I went on my vacation, which Lucky we stayed you. in a cabin with no heat, or sorry, no electricity and no running water. I used a compost po- toilet for the first time. You it put sawdust, sawdust on, your on my on deposit. my on my deposit. <laughs> yeah, it said leave your deposit. Put sawdust on the deposit. We were so nervous. We only stayed there like three days, two nights. Um, we may or may not have like almost filled that bucket. And they were going to be like, oh, do you guys have a party? And we were going to say yes. <laughs> we invited several it, people. It's like one of those big buckets. Like how many gallon buckets? I don't know. Think of like a big pickle bucket. It's <laughs> really cold, like a 10, 10 gallon or something. Yeah, like a 10 gallon bucket. And we almost filled that thing. So we, and we asked for like, do this you want us to get, do you want us to get rid of the the compost toilet she's like no we'll get it and we went oh no (laughs) this is too much information it's not too much information oh no, i don't know this today feels not real so i'm just gonna talk about whatever uh it wasn't too bad reading by candlelight being tired by 8 30 because it's been dark for two hours already i know it was nice I got a headache like halfway through work today and it just progressively got worse. I'm like, Lord Jesus, if this doesn't go away by the time we have to record. And thankfully it, it did at some point. I don't know when, but if I think about it too much, it'll probably come back. So. Don't think about it. I don't know. It's been a crazy week. We, half of us at this point have gone to Covered Bridge. It was a wild ride. I was I the one that went to Covered yet. Bridge. I'm going to like try to find time i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna make it but i'm gonna do my best yeah i know because uh, i have to go out of town here soon for a wedding a friend's wedding yeah listen That's we fun. lead busy lives there's lots going on mm-hmm. so yeah but did you come here for any of this? No. no. That's okay. You get to hear about compost toilets and lesbian <laughs> necromancers. Yes. Uh, close. So that's a good what? segue to for ghosts. Hello? Okay. I, spooky composite toilets. Composite? Compost, compost. toilets. <laughs> Say, don't ask me. I don't know. Anyway. Which all I was watching videos for this location. It's it's all coming full circle. I'm cold again. I'm thinking uh-huh. of the place we're going, which like right now is really cold. I think. Oh, I can. It probably. I am very. I'm gonna. Check you tell the them weather. where we are, and I'm gonna check the weather because I just watched a video of it that was uploaded like within the past few months, and it was like cold. So. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Well, we are in. Freeport, Michigan. No. Michigan, Maine. (laughs) I don't know why. I didn't even write Michigan. I'm looking at it and I said Michigan. Freeport, Maine. We're falling apart so fast. This is such a this is such a dysfunctional episode, but we're gonna get through it together. It's gonna be a long one. I don't 
I'm going to try to stay on topic. The high the day of this episode in Freeport is 55. Yeah, that's about what we were looking at today. I guess. Maybe the video that dude uploaded was, like, way older. It said he uploaded it recently, but it was, like, the grainiest. I'm like, nobody's phone video is this bad. So, I don't know. It was, anyway. Anyway, Freeport, Maine. Maine. I don't know why he's in Michigan. Oh, because I'm going to Michigan this weekend. Uh, I think that's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so I'm going to give you some stats on Freeport, of course. It felt weird. I almost skipped this part, and I was like, oh, crap, I got to do the demographics. Right. (laughs) I haven't done that in a while. So That's true. You got got almost a month reprieve on that. I did. It felt weird. I was like, what do I cover again? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, The first thing I ran into is I found the exact date that Freeport was founded. Nice. Which... That's true, because it was like a big to-do. Yeah, it was February 14th, 1789. Happy Valentine's Happy Day, Maine. Happy Valentine's Day. You get, your, you get your separation. All right, so for these demographics, I'm getting it from our favorite world population. Mm-hmm. The population as of 2020 was 1,744 people. Wow. That is a small town. Now, okay, something weird happened in the last, like, three years mm-hmm. three or four years there because if you look at the little line graph of it it's like increasing it's just going up 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 a couple yeah. maybe 50 or so people every year and then all of a sudden it goes whoop and at 200 people in 2019 200 more people it was up oh to like, i thought you meant it was at 200 in 2019 and now we're no, over no, a thousand. no it was up to like 1.9 thousand in mm-hmm. 2019 and then in 2020 1.7 they gained 200 and lost 200 i mean that's interesting it's interesting that they gained that much and lost that much because our speculation of course when there were drops in 2020 uh was of course because of covid yes Mm. Uh, i don't know i don't want to it was a weird spike and then a weird like they had a a lot of babies and then a bunch of people died i don't know it was weird um okay so here's the racial breakdown which I'm not really surprised by any of the numbers. The white population is 86.59. Okay. Asian is 7.72. Mm-hmm. Two or more races is 5.69. And there is nothing else there. Wow. So, I mean, I guess that is a little surprising. Yeah. To not have anything else. <laughs> yeah, that's a little... And two or more races is so obscure. Oh, yeah. It, they could be... Talking Latino, African American, Asian, I mean, mm. any combination of anything. Anything, yeah. Yeah, that's it. There's white people and Asians. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's it. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when you do get a small population like that, these numbers can't tend to get weird. Yeah, they're really... Uh, I don't know. Skewed? They don't represent well. I was going to no. say skewed, but yeah, they are not going to be. This is where we start getting weird stuff outside of the national average. Yeah, the mo- like it can be. They throw the numbers off a lot. Mm-hmm. So the median age is forty point eight. That's old. Mm-hmm. With males being forty two point seven average, and a female being thirty eight point five. Interesting. Which I think that's the flipped. that's the first time that's happened. Uh, it might be the second time, but we don't get it. It's not often where the male population is older than the female population. No. 
the I went ahead and grabbed the poverty rate because I think this may be higher than national average. What is the national average? Is it like it's now fourteen point four percent? Oh, okay. I think so yeah, because it, it used to be eleven point one, right? That I don't. Remember. I think it's fourteen point four now. Uh, the poverty poverty rate here is eight point seven five. Well, that's pretty it's good low with like only one percent of the homeless or um impoverished. impoverished people are female and the rest are male which also i mean that may not be me too i don't know i don't know i know these are weird numbers these are obscure numbers mm-hmm. the median household income here is fifty four thousand seven hundred sixty six dollars which a is a little low. below it's a little below yeah the, uh, i think national average is like 68 mm-hmm. or something like that and there were really no the rest of the stats were just kind of like nasa i didn't grab anything else and yeah, honestly i couldn't remember pretty what average else. yep we never you, you didn't grab housing no i did and i don't think i ran across it either no it's fine it's just the housing is so crazy i don't mm. i i don't know it's where where are they getting these numbers from well the problem is I don't know. The problem is the big cities messing it up. Like, I keep coming across these videos on social media of this guy, like, walking the streets of New York, and he's like, how much do you pay for your apartment in New York? And I've seen as little, like, one of the lowest I've seen is, like, $1,700. I've seen someone that pays $5,400 a month for their apartment. Get a house. What Mm -hmm. are you doing? There was someone that paid uh, $4,000 a month. And I believe their apartment was uh, less than 600 square feet. Mm -hmm. There was someone who paid, like, let's, I cannot remember them, but he might have been the $1,400 a month one or whatever. Uh Uh, His apartment was 95 square feet. The end. It was a singular room with a loft. Oh, I've seen those rooms before. It's mm-hmm. and it was over a thousand dollars with oh. your desk underneath, and you have like a hot plate, and then you have a, a shared. Uh, like, he had a lot of things laundry. that like folded up on the walls, and they folded down into like shelving and stuff. But yeah, ninety-five square feet over a thousand dollars a month. That's the stuff that skews these numbers. That's why the national home average is forty, forty, four hundred eighty thousand yeah. dollars or something like that. Yes. It's insane. Yeah, it gets stupid. I know those are apartment prices, and uh, apartment usually rent is much higher than mortgage, but that's not the point. The point is price gouging. Yes. The housing market, it's going to pop, folks. Make your your moves now. Anyway, yeah, I didn't grab those numbers. Sorry. I don't know if it's because this town is too small that it didn't grab it. You could probably go to realtor.com. I love going there and just look at the house prices there. I pick random cities that I'm like, I'd like to live there, and then I zoom in until I find houses for sale that meet my criteria, which is usually not a lot. Oh no, they think my buying power is like several hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> sometimes like, I not. sometimes I try to see realistically what I could get in cities that I want to leave in. It's like here's your two options, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, okay, five hundred thousand. That's my final offer, and then <laughs> right. suddenly I can see houses. Yeah. I don't know if you want to look anything up while I'm doing this. It's not that deep, but I can imagine that the houses are probably, if I had to guess, somewhere, I bet their average house is like a hundred to 120000 It just hmm. seems like... Aren't they... Are they on a well, port? Mm, okay, that's right. Yeah, because actually, and I didn't write down what website I got this information. Just this one sentence. I don't know. 
Probably Wikipedia is my guess. <laughs> the but, highlighted home is 575000 I realized Whoops, the moment easy. it left my mouth that I'm like, wait, they're on the... So like a normal human being, I have my Zillow filtered listed, filter <laughs> on from lowest to highest on the price. Uh-huh. And the lowest house for sale... Uh, the price change was on our birthday. How cute. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> is it which, 300 uh, 379 Ooh, I was way off, but... And that is three bedrooms, two baths, 1,476 square feet. So that's pretty and sizable. That's in- and honestly, that looks like a big chunk of land. It's on 2.5 acres. That's in Freeport? Yeah. Freeport, Maine. Like, it looks... That is a cute little house. Well, it's not little. It's not little. <laughs> yeah. It's creepy somehow. What is happening here? 399,000, two bedroom, two bath, 1,094 square feet. That is all. Uh-huh. But it's got six acres. But like, look, it's like a duplex meets a colonial. Or not a duplex. A split uh, level split meets a colonial. Level, yeah. And then for some reason, you also have a mobile home. Oh, I bet it's an apartment. So you could rent out the back apartment and help we pay for- We love income. We love income properties. <laughs> yes. Anyway. I looked at one when I was buying my house. But for a first-time home buyer, I <laughs> this, uh, did not do so that. This is wild to me. This house is 459000 Two bedroom, two bath, 1,151 square feet. It's here. It's just, It shows a picture <laughs> of the woods with an arrow pointing like it's in there. Hey, you're secluded. They have pictures. Cute. Wow. Okay, so go wow. look up at the housing market in Freeport, Maine, and look at the houses you'll never be, be able to afford, especially. Hold they on, have then. arrows everywhere. They're like, it's in here. No, right here. Look in the bush. <laughs> There's the house. <laughs> okay, here is my problem with this. The lowest house you found was 375. Why is that so red? I don't know. Anyway, 379,000. The median Household income is 55. Yeah. Who lives there? I don't know. That is what's currently for sale. Now, keep in mind, I feel like I've been kind of uh, transparent about this before. Uh That, I mean, I've talked about the housing market, the bubble right now. Like, my house has gone up, what, 40% in value? According to some sources. Some sources, it's gone up almost 50% in value. Mm -hmm. So, like, the, the numbers listed are really skewed like there's a house in my neighborhood that listed originally for sale at 195 they've (laughs) dropped all the way down to 150 and it's still not selling yeah that's a lot for this area what they're saying houses are worth now i don't believe is accurate i would like to think that i could get almost double the value out of my house right now realistically i can't because people aren't making any more money than they were last year yeah it just is what it is Anyway, we're going down a weird rabbit hole. Sure. Sorry, I love I looking at houses. <laughs> I know. that's. I was like, pull it up. Now I guess I'm going to live in Freeport. Okay. Okay, so Freeport, and this is the random piece of information. I don't know where I got it from. It says that is believed to be named from the openness of its harbor, it, meaning it is free from ice. Um, so it is a Freeport. Makes sense. Now, this comes from Wikipedia. That's right. that was the only thing I didn't have. Um, I just grabbed some fun facts because Wikipedia was pretty dry. And uh, there's not much about the town, truly. It's just yeah. I wanted to get into the actual location. So. I mean, well, I'll let you tell your little facts. There is, I mean, it's an important town in Maine. Yeah. 
I, I'll be honest, I, I skimmed Wikipedia. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> right. Well, isn't it where, uh, do you talk about how Maine split from Massachusetts? I don't talk about anything, really. For like, <laughs> I don't talk about anything. I don't. I don't really touch on anything in the town. I go straight into the location. Oh. Well, basically, we the just the real quick is that uh, some videos that I saw, they seem to highlight this a lot. So it sounds like the people from Freeport and the people from Maine like really like this, uh, that... Freeport is the city where the papers were signed to separate Maine as its own state from... Because it, it was a part of Massachusetts. Oh. And Freeport is where they signed the papers to make themselves their own state. Oh. So, wow. That wasn't a fun fact I had. <laughs> I know. Well, there Sorry. you go. That's the fun fact I gave you. <laughs> now my facts are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hit me with history and I'm going to talk about McDonald's. <laughs> no. Oh, are you covering the cap? note as well because of the video i watched that also talked about the main thing or the signing off from massachusetts was like oh there's the mcdonald's anyway (laughs) i was like what in the world yeah it's the craziest looking mcdonald's right no i didn't see it he literally just like pointed his camera down the street he's like the mcdonald's is down there anyway and just kept talking all right so the first piece of information i'll tell you not the mcdonald's one is that freeport is the home of the legendary outdoor outfitter ll bean i feel really stupid yeah. Macs no no it's actually that was another one that they must be very proud of it because they're like the flagship store of ll bean mm-hmm. is actually right across the street yes like you, if you step to our location that we haven't named yet because we're really building the anticipation <laughs> with all of our you know segues uh-huh. uh is there's ll bean yeah and he mentions the- it L.L. Yeah, that's, it's almost like the Ohio State University. Like, everyone that mentions L.L. Bean is like, it's the L.L. Bean. Yes. I'm like, okay, well, I'm poor, so I don't shop there. I don't like, either. <laughs> <laughs> I see people with L.L. Bean sweaters. I'm like, oh, okay, go off. <laughs> I, I smell your Gucci cologne. Oh, my God. Okay, now let's talk about McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1982, McDonald's made plans to tear down the Gore House which you said was the governor's house or it said captain's house captain's house okay so probably and i say it as in this guy who made a youtube video oh okay i'm not gonna cover his video honestly he didn't give me much of anything it's adam the historian ghost hunter okay so yeah well an important home a, a historic home okay we already know that this town is super old okay mm-hmm. um so this is they call it's called the gore house and an i blah, 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 blah. it oh is an God. 1850s greek revival house yeah it was revived Shield. in the 1800s yes 1850s greek revival house to build on uh, McDonald's wanted to purchase this home to build on one of its stores. Uh, there was outcry from the residents, and it caused the town to adapt new ordinance concerning what businesses could and could not do with their buildings. And McDonald's ended up building the restaurant inside the house instead of tearing it down. Okay. And it opened in 1984, so two years later, and maintained the exterior appearance. This was one of the first times that McDonald's had been forced to change its restaurant design to fit local requirements. Mm, Take that, McDonald's. Yeah, so that was... um, They just wanted to tear down this ridiculously old historic building to put up a McDonald's. (laughs) And I don't know what's worse. The fact that 
they still got a they McDonald's. They could have tore it down, or now it is a McDonald's. I don't know. So, do you have a picture of it? I didn't pull one up, and I uh, we'll gosh, probably we'll we'll probably I'm post a, it. I'm sure because I was gonna put. Sorry, guys, I'm like in a mood. I was gonna put pictures on our board so you could see it, but there's really not. I mean. You probably saw pictures of the uh, what we're going to cover. Ooh, see, I almost said the name. I mean, mm-hmm. we have to get there eventually. We can. Uh, you should look up Freeport, Maine McDonald's. I'm going to do that. Freeport, okay. Maine mm-hmm. McDonald's. Well, well, here's the thing. Did you have any more little uh, facts about the town or anything? No. I was going to jump into our location. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and mention the location that Megan started to say. So where we are at in Freeport, Maine, which is right down the street from the haunted (laughs) McDonald's captain's house and across the street from the L.L. Bean is the Jameson Tavern, which when I said that papers were signed in Freeport to separate Maine as its own independent state, the commissioners signed the papers at the Jameson Tavern. Oh. So the Jameson Tavern was the location where Maine became its own independent state, signed in 1820. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking at the thing right now. Where commissioners met in, yeah, Jameson Taver- Tavern, where commissioners met in 1820 and signed the papers that separated Maine from Massachusetts and established it as an independent state. And the plaque here was erected by the Daughters of the American Revolution in 1914. Word. Yeah. Fun, interesting stuff. That is the McDonald's. That's a McDonald's. That uh, so you step through those door? doors and you smell grease above the door. <laughs> or is there? It says McDonald's. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It and that's a Greek. Colo- is it Greek colonial? You said. Yeah, I like the um, the Christmas vibe. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> they just put a wreath <laughs> and it still says McDonald's. <laughs> um, it's cr- we're gonna share a picture of this because it's absolutely insane. It's. Yeah, but it, and it's apparently haunted too. So and there's the LL Bean. <laughs> oh, the LL Bean is that a boot? That a giant a, boot? That is a boot. Boot. I know people probably thought I was saying something else, but <laughs> because of course Which I is would. Your, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boot. Oh, because you're of the lifestyle. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I chose it. It's it's okay. Okay, so yes, we're God, we're so- covering. Why does this feel like not? <laughs> an episode i don't understand full disclosure this is one of those that i'm like should we pause this and just start over i'm not you're getting all of this i think it's fine i think it's all right i'm not sure what we've talked about so far it's a blur (laughs) it's been a blur (laughs) okay yes we are talking about the jameson tavern and now all this information because thank goodness they are very detailed is mm-hmm. coming from Jameson Tavern's website. Good for them. Well, I mean, considering now you know the historical significance of the building. Yes. And how it's literally been around since the 17 Well, has it been yes. around since the 1700s? Since yes. The 1700s and I'll get into that what it was it's been used for a couple things. So Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been standing for almost as long as we've been a nation. Yeah. I, it was just a little bit after, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I will stop stepping on your toes. <laughs> yeah. We'll just go ahead and get into it. Okay. This is all coming from their website. Um, who better to get it from than the source itself? Right. So it says the Jameson Tavern history exudes the atmosphere of its historical context. The restored inn contains the sentiments of an earlier time. Oh, we love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
A stroll through the rooms in various hallways attests to its heritage, set on a hillside on the bustling main street of Freeport. The building lends a feeling of importance and significance to the town. I'm just laughing at the bustling main street of a city of less than 2,000 people. I mean... I don't know. Maybe it's a touristy spot. Or maybe it's like how... Terre Haute might not be huge compared to some, but we have 41, 46, and 40 yeah. running through. Like, Or if you go to Freeport's... Not 46. 46 isn't a good example, but you get it. Yeah. Freeport's um, town website, it's actually very nice, very well put together. They're very proud of their town. Good for um, them. They highlight like all of the local businesses. I mean, there was everything on there i remember seeing an ad for the crystal shop Mm. and it's like called crystal joy joyous or something i don't know but yeah the the their website's very clean and they're just proud of their town and what they have to offer so maybe it's one of those the entire community is like we get out and we do stuff truthfully if i lived on the east coast i would do the same no offense to the west coast i've never been further west than st louis honestly i i i have there are three employees that i work with that are from california surprisingly Mm -hmm. and i've told them that i think of california in the same way that i think of the moon landing and that i know we've (laughs) been there i know it's there but i've never been so i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so like the west coast is like all brand new and shiny whatever if i lived on the east coast I don't know. I just really like the history. I've done the whole, you know, like Virginia, Yorktown, Jamestown, all that stuff. Super cool. I, it, the vibe is different over there. Yeah. Those people are wild. <laughs> oh, on the East Coast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It just feels so, ooh, you just feel so liberated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i would like to go you know what you guys i am taking vacation here in a couple weeks give me ideas go to the east coast that's my idea i'm only gonna go for a couple of days though like maybe four days at most i mean that's still you can still get a whole lot done yeah williamsburg was the other place i was thinking of yeah i don't know where i'm gonna go give me ideas guys somewhere like i'm willing to drive up to let's say six hours Hmm. i was like we're from the midwest so probably eight hours (laughs) anywhere from six to eight hours give or take i'm willing to drive Mm -hmm. okay back to this (laughs) um the tavern here we go was built in 1779 so just three years yeah three Mm -hmm. years after it was built as the home of dr john angler 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 i think i'm saying that way wrong a-n-g-l-i-e-r oh angler angler i don't know (laughs) i don't know dr john hyde we're skipping that a one it was his family residence until 1801 so mm, like uh uh-oh 22 years yeah <laughs> until it was purchased by captain uh samuel jameson all so right yes. there it is yep captain jameson and his wife ran it as jameson's tavern from 1801 until the widow jameson sold it in 1828 so captain he passed away they don't say why or how <laughs> hmm. that's interesting i don't that's interesting i don't know that that they she did, still they, kept it or well the, they only had it for that long and that was just eight years after like such a significant act happened there and they're like oh time to sell it yeah 
during this time, Freeport was a strategic stagecoach town located between Portland and the town and cities to the north and down east, which is in parentheses. Oh. <laughs> Such luminaries as the poets Henry Wadsworth Longfellow and John Greenleaf Whittier. Uh, I recognize neither of those. I'm just like, <laughs> I immediately had this weird flashback to college and all the <laughs> English classes I took. I took a night class that was poetry. Uh-huh. It was Irish poetry, a two and a half hour long class every Wednesday. At what time? 6.30 to 9. No, mm-hmm. absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like poetry, but <laughs> no. Anyway, okay, so those two poets were there, as well as the 14th president of the United States, Franklin Pierce. What? That doesn't sound right, does it? Yeah, I was going to say, who's the 14th? That guy. I guess it's Franklin Pierce. Yeah, I'm like, I I mean, I know I'm not great with history, but that sounds not right. Anyway, uh, they were known to have stopped here on their way to Bowdoin? Bowdoin? College what? in Brunswick. B O W D O I N. Bowden? I guess. Maybe I'm just saying like an idiot. Anyway, they were on. Bowdoing? Uh, Bowdoing. Bowdoing. <laughs> I like coin, but with an E. <laughs> I, maybe I didn't hear how you spelled it. D- just go on, but. Bowden College in Brunswick. <laughs> okay. The inn or the tavern, what at this point it was a home, a tavern, an inn. The inn was a renowned meeting place for all the prominent businessmen in the area, and the taproom was known for its fine spirits and jovial atmosphere. Ooh. Ooh. Old newspaper clippings indicate that the inn was a favorite meeting place for many years during the time that the province of Maine was pursuing independence from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. So I did cover it. I just don't remember. <laughs> you just forgot. The shipping network in the area was taxed heavily down in Boston and desired a separation to alleviate the tax burden. The idea of separation was an extremely controversial issue within Maine itself, so it's almost like their own little Brexit is going on here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There was a good percentage of the population which felt that the connection to the greater metropolis of Boston was essential to keeping abreast to the growing industry of the times. I mean, I could see that. They're wanting to break off and be this teeny little thing when everything's happening in Boston. That would be scary. Yeah, yeah. I could see, depending on what your occupation was. So wait, ultimately Massachusetts was the one that was wanting for Maine to break off to alleviate, like, or there's a lot of heavy taxing going on here, so let's, like, knock some of you off the roster so we don't, like, what? The way it's where it says the province of Maine was pursuing independence from Massachusetts. So it wasn't Massachusetts trying to kick them off. It was them trying to separate themselves from Massachusetts. I'm trying to talk as if I understand these things. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Alas, I do not. (laughs) Surprise, I know nothing. I know. Is half of my degree in business? Yes. (laughs) Do I get it? No. Oh, my God. Okay. Moving on, old records indicate that commissioners met in the northeast corner of the second floor of the inn, so they tell you the exact location they were in, Mm -hmm. to sign the final papers giving Maine her independence from Massachusetts and giving Jameson Tavern and the town of Freeport their claim to the birthplace of Maine. Wow. And that is something they talk about a lot in the town or mention on websites and stuff. Also, why are a lot of things referred to as giving Maine her independence? Her. Like, 
the state is a her. The ship is a her. She mm-hmm. is, I don't know. I mean, we're here. We're her for it, so. <laughs> oh, my God. Never. Go on. I hate uh, you. <laughs> Maine's entrance into the Union was accomplished through the Missouri Compromise, and a plaque hangs on the property placed here in 1914 by the Daughters of the American Revolution commemorating this historic event. Yay. So, there, I really like the history part of this to be... I mean, if we're being totally honest, I like the New England states. I like the northern states and the history. Well, because um, there is so much history mm-hmm. to it. Like, I that's I do prefer the East Coast. Sorry. I know. I, I'm biased because I've never been that far west. But, like, to me, this is interesting stuff. I'm not a big history person, but there are some stuff that just piques my interest. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully you guys are enjoying this. <laughs> yeah. I don't have, like, a ton more. and. Whatever. Just sit through it. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going anywhere anyway. All right. So we're backing up a little bit now. In 1828, the widow Jameson sold the inn to Richard Codman, and it became known as Codman's Tavern in, uh, sorry, Codman's Tavern. Innkeeper Codman continued to run it as an inn until 1856. So 28 years again. It it was 27 years for the Jamesons. It's 28 years for this guy. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So in 1856, the property was purchased by a local shipbuilder from Porter's Landing named John Cushing. Cushing's redecorated the house into the Victorian style of the times mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> with the exception of the one room where the commissioners had met some 36 years earlier. That's all only 36 years before this. That's wild. Mm-hmm. It is believed that he had a sick child in the room at the time. And thus this room was spared. This is born out of both by both the widow seat. Sorry. This is borne out by both the window seats and molding in that room, as well as the name J.C. Cushing scratched into one of the old panes of glass in the room. Why are you scratching the glass? Gosh darn it. But now we're talking that is that scratching is almost 200 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. Also, no slight judgment well, here for decorating the inside of a colonial as a victorian uh, Victorian, but go off (laughs) whatever yeah Uh, after cushing's ownership the house fell on less illustrious times passing from family to family until the current owners purchased it in 1981 while no records of building prints could be found to show the original design of the building an attempt was made to restore the house to what would most likely have it would have most likely looked like in 1779 Mm mm-hmm the old panes of glass still can be seen in many of the original windows. That, man, I bet their heating and cooling bills <laughs> awful. Um, Mine's bad enough with <laughs> just a little over 100 years old. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the old panes of glass can still be seen in many of the original windows, and attention was paid to framing when the front was dismantled to recreate what was once there. Displayed outside the building is a plaque donated by the Daughters of the American Revolution, and it says the birthplace of Maine. Mm-hmm. In the front halls, there are framed rubbings from the tombstones of Dr. Hyde and Captain Jameson. Wow. Mm-hmm. In the summer of 2003, now we're getting into the fun stuff, because... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because it's such an old building, and apparently the food is pretty good, I've yeah. heard. In 2003, Food Network's Bobby Flay visited Jameson Tavern and had his whole camera crew and everything there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like a, he visited. It was 
for the show. Right. Uh, he went to learn firsthand the techniques of cooking a traditional Maine lobster dinner. Well, look at that. Mm -hmm. And now these are fun did you know facts on their website. Yay. Did you know, and it has six question marks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> did you know Jameson Tavern is one of the oldest operating taverns in Maine? Well, my God, I'd hope so. Yeah. I don't know who could beat that. <laughs> right. Uh, the DAR put a monument in our garden when they say our, it's them talking first person. Yeah. The DAR put a monument in the garden proclaiming Jameson Tavern as the birthplace of Maine. Yeah, I mean, so we do know because we've read it a couple times. Mm -hmm. We are located right beside the L, the LLB <laughs> <laughs> retail store in front of Freeport, Maine or in Freeport, Maine. Sorry. Uh, we are open for lunch and dinner 363 days of the year. What are the only two? The day uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving, I think, are the only two days they're closed, if I remember right. That is a bummer. Mm -hmm. I say that, and I was just talking at work the other day. We are open on Christmas. It may be the Oops. day after Christmas, because I think... I don't know. It's around those two holidays. Mm. Um, we have award-winning lobster stew and clam chowder. Mm. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> we have happy hour daily starting from 2.30 p.m. <laughs> oh, goodness. At 2.30 p.m. We are believed to... Oh, now here we go. Here's our teeny-weeny segue. We are believed to have more than one ghost that lives at the Jameson Tavern. I like how they're like, <laughs> not just, we're. it's believed to have ghosts, but more, more than, than one. More than one. Uh, we've been featured as a favorite, as a favorite main restaurant on the Food Nation show. Bobby Flay was on site at the tavern and exclaimed that Jameson had one of the best lobster stew recipes that he had ever tasted. And we have plenty of free parking. <laughs> Yay, did you know? Did you know? <laughs> and that's going to cover my segment. Yay. That's kind of, so those did you know things uh -huh. almost felt like a quiz. It's like, now let's see if you read. <laughs> let's see if you were paying attention. <laughs> Pretty much. Because we knew all these things. You what told us these things. What was the captain's name? I'm asking because I can't pronounce. <laughs> no, it wasn't the captain. It was... Uh, Shoot, oh, I can't remember who it was. The Bowden? college? Bodoin. Oh, yeah. yeah Bodoin. <laughs> Bodoin. Bodin in Brunswick. Tell us. Don't roast me too hard. I, I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's it. I'm done. You need to start talking now because I'm obviously not okay. <laughs> okay, well, I also got my information. It's, you know get it right from the source, right? Jameson Tavern also did us the solid of having all of their, inf like the spooky, the haunted stuff on mm -hmm. their website as well. Separate from the the regular history. Yeah. So I wasn't, I'm not going to be spoiled. I have not read this. Yeah. I like how you go to their spooky website or their spooky page. And the first thing you see is happy hour. And it shows you the <laughs> wine prices. And, that, and then it's like, oh, right. Ghosts. Yeah. Whoops. They have like margaritas and Bloody Marys, I think, for three, four or $5 respectively. I've done the house wine is $4. Well drinks, $4. Margaritas and Bloody Marys, $5. That's it. Draft beer is $4. So like I'm going to go there anytime gonna soon. going to drive Jesus. all the way to Freeport. <laughs> if it's within your six hour, it won't be. I guarantee. No. no. Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're still recording, Kelsey. <laughs> what? You look surprised. Like, oh. <laughs> no, I just.
just like yawned unexpectedly. <laughs> the comfy is it's it's comfy. It's very comfy. I'm ready for bed. Okay. I'm getting don't. old, okay? It's it's late. Okay. So this is their spooky ghost page. Let's do it. 225-year-old tavern is legendary host to ghost. That's, you don't say. You don't know. They do say. And this whole article is by Alex Lear, who is the staff reporter. Oh. I don't. Reporter I, of like spooky things? Or he's just, is that a fancy way to say I keep up our media, our social media and maybe, website? Maybe that. Just staff reporter. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Hmm. Are they hiring? Just kidding. <laughs> I have work. I do have kitchen experience. <laughs> Actually, it's really cool. Uh, their kitchen so there were like some news i was okay i was a little annoyed because i was trying to find videos and stuff there was one video where this guy was like it's literally the video is titled something about like the ghosts at this tavern Mm -hmm. and then he talked about bacon wrapped scallops (laughs) i said sir (laughs) did you forget why you were here (laughs) have you ever had bacon wrapped scallops no i had them okay i know this is like we're talking fresh fish in Maine versus I went to the Red Lobster in Terre Haute <laughs> and, yeah, and I had bacon wrapped scallops like last summer I think mm-hmm. and uh, I just taste like bacon and I'm like am I you missing know, something? No Maddie really does not like when things are like bacon wrapped that's uh-huh. like she won't eat it because it just tastes like like well I don't know if this is her reasoning but I, I think it just tastes like bacon like Mm-hmm. You just threw bacon on something. That's all you. T- I don't know. Oh, it is kind of silly. I like water chestnuts with bacon. Mm. Well, yeah, because nobody <laughs> just eats plain water chestnuts <laughs> that you know of. No, oh, that like a sociopath <laughs> might. <laughs> I don't know. I like the crunch, <laughs> drained and dried, just by themselves, unseasoned. Them dry. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh God, oh, man! <laughs> but I was gonna say their kitchen. Uh, the there was a news reporter that talked about it as well. I'm annoyed because it's like join us at eleven o'clock tonight. Keep in mind this video is like eight years old. It's like join us at eleven o'clock tonight as we t- discuss like the ghosts of Jameson Tavern. Uh-huh. And then there was no follow up video. I was like, all right, well, what was the point of that? Right. Uh, but the reporter was walking along the second floor the second story and there's a balcony like there i say balcony it looks over into the kitchen like as you're walking the hallway of the second floor you can look straight down into the kitchen see to me i'm picturing moggers how they have the upstairs and you can look down into the dining room yeah imagine that's now put the kitchen out there that's what it looked like it was wild that's weird okay mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so let's let's read this article for pete's sake <laughs> okay okay a building as old as the Jameson Tavern is perhaps expected to have at least one ghost story. One would expect. <laughs> this building, built in 1779, has more than its fair share. And with Halloween approaching, and that's funny because this this article was actually written back in 2004. Oh, And wow. it's the same here. So with Halloween approaching, what better time to tell them? In her eight years as the dining room host, Carol Preeny has been privy to a number of tales and has a few to tell herself. Uh, it's just things all the time. Oh, 
The, <laughs> I'm joking. That is what she says. It says, quote, it's just things all the time, she said calmly while showing off various areas of the tavern, where legend says papers were signed declaring Maine independent of Massachusetts in 1820, and when abnormal sights, sounds, and feelings have become the norm, quote, at least once a week something happens, she said. Okay. Well. Yeah. For starters, she pointed down the hallway facing guests as they walk in, leading from the restaurant area to the bar. It is there, between the double doors, that two different psychics have described seeing a tall man standing there in a top hat. Wow. And that's true. Like <laughs> The Babadook. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like I said, if you find this guy, the Adam the Historian ghost hunter or whatever, uh-huh. he actually walks into the building a little bit. He's like walking the grounds. And he does. you like walk into a breezeway and you look down this double door, this double glass door. Uh-huh. And he's he just like points. He's like, oh yeah, people have seen like a tall guy there, and he just for some reason is glazing over this stuff. Right. Uh, but yeah, apparently a number of people, not just these psychics. In this article, it says the psychics, but other people have claimed to see just a very tall man in a top hat hanging out in this hallway. Okay. Right. While he has seemingly never moved from that spot, various guests and employees, including Preeny, have spotted the trail of a little girl's dress mysteriously slipping around the corners in the dining room. Mm. So you're always catching, like, the last glimpse of, like, a little girl running around. Oh, nope. Mm -hmm. We like that. This is believed to be the ghost of Emily, a child who lived in the building while it was used as a residence in the early 19th century. She lived in what is now the attic, perishing there in a fire. I've seen Hocus Pocus. (laughs) (laughs) Emily. (laughs) Uh, No, they do say, like, that, and this is backed up, like, the the fire happened. I guess you can still see where there was damage. I don't know if there was damage to the outside, if that's been fixed or whatever, but he was, the, this guy, this Adam guy was saying that you can still see damage from the fire that was caused at that time so we know the fire happened Mm -hmm. was the girl actually in it of course i don't know if there's any or if she existed Uh, yeah right i mean it was because he pointed it was like the off building like that was the residency so i don't know people were living there at the time that this fire happened so it's very plausible it also makes me think of Whisper, Whisper states, states, yeah. Or you can see the the burn marks up the the doorway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he said there's still evidence of it, and it was used as a residence, so could very possibly have happened. Yeah. Not long ago, Preeny recalls a little girl playing by herself underneath a table in the dining room. <laughs> uh, when it was time for her to leave, the girl said, "Give me back my ball, Emily." Like this was an actual little girl. Oh. So I guess yeah, she there was an actual little girl playing. And then to no one, she's like, give me back my ball, Emily. Uh-uh. Yeah. Sending shivers down Preenie's spine. Neither the girl nor her parents knew anything of Emily's story, Preenie said. So, like, there was no, you know, biased back, whatever. They didn't have any. Right. Or a kid's just imagination if you tell them one thing and they run with it, <clears throat> that sort of thing. Right. Maybe they had also watched Hocus Pocus. Emily? Uh- I don't <laughs> I haven't seen Hocus Pocus 2. I've heard very mixed reviews. Mostly not good. I've seen it. Um, here, okay. This is a tiny little thing. Sorry. It's written for children. That's the thing. When we, it came out in, what, like 97? 90, yeah, I was going like to say that. 97, 98. And 
it was for kids. It's a Disney movie. It's a kids movie. So this one is still written for kids. So I'm sorry, you 30 plus year olds, us included. It's like, if it seemed childish and cheesy, it's because it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I... My fear was that they would take the things... I saw a quick trailer, and basically what they took was, like, the funny, memorable moments from the first movie and, like, tried to do them again. Like, any sequel. They're I know like, what you're talking about. This got some laughs. The, I think those were probably pre-production. Like or um, Promo during, stuff. Yeah, and it's not in the movie that I remember. I know okay, what you're the, talking them about. Them flying, and she's on the room, but oh, that's, Sarah yes. Jessica Parker does the... A muck, a muck thing, thing which it's I not in there that I remember Good. okay because that was so cheesy I'm like it feels forced like they were like haha this was funny in the first movie let's do it again but she was like doing that over Kathy Najimy and Bette Midler talking I can't uh oh. what were their actual names uh Winifred oh, Mary. and Mary talking yeah. and she's doing the muck thing in the air behind them I'm like it's mm-hmm. kind of annoying <laughs> I really don't remember that part I do I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was terrible like some people were saying. And I'll, without giving anything away, towards the end, there's like a surprisingly touching, sad part that you're like, oh, oh, goodness. Oh. <laughs> um, Everyone said that young Winifred was like 10 out of 10. I would be down to see a prequel and see those little girls play them. That's what a lot, of, that's what I've heard the most is that they want to see a movie with I I almost would have been happier with a prequel, I think, than what we got. But what we got was okay. It wasn't terrible. Um, Maybe I'll watch it then. I don't know. Because I know we agree a lot on some things. And I was worried it was going to be, like, the worst of sequels. Like, we took all the funny moments from the first one and tried to recreate it. But it's 2022 and not 1998. No, I thought it was okay. And also, did you see the video going around of Kathy Najimy from when the movie first came out? No, I have. I've or heard okay, about it. I, read about it. I saw it was like an interview. I've yes. seen a, a still of it, but I didn't watch it for some reason. I didn't watch it, but I did read an article on it, and it's her. Um, she was very concerned when she they started um, recording for, for the, the original Hocus Pocus for the original Hocus Pocus because she didn't want to offend real witches. She said she didn't want it to come, and this is in the nineties, which. Mm-hmm the satanic panic is going on oh god well it's it was on the coattails it, of the satanic it was pa- it was like people realized that that was probably overblown but mm-hmm. you were looking at caricatures of witches now i mean look at and that's what she was afraid at, of uh, practical practical magic probably isn't a good example mm-hmm. but they, it, that's still a caricature good or bad what about witches which which is <laughs> what is the one with uh the girl with the creep like she's oh my gosh what is it called come on now when in the 90s yeah in the 90s it's like this you know innocent girl joins these girls that are like sort of witches and one of the craft the craft thank you for god's sake (laughs) i'm not that's probably not the premise at all don't come after me brianna i know (laughs) i know you will uh but i feel like that was very because think of like the girl that takes it a little too far yeah. Like, that's another character of, like, ooh, look how bad witchcraft is. Yeah. But essentially, Kathy Najimy went on this. Uh, she did an interview, and she said she didn't want to offend real witches, so she consulted with someone to make sure that with the stereotypes and stuff that she wouldn't 
she didn't want to offend them was her biggest concern. So Kathy Najimy is a saint. <laughs> and what sucks is now that the public is aware of this. Everyone, God help her. Yeah. Every time we cling on to someone, look out for Brendan Fraser right now. Look out for <laughs> Kathy Najimy because they're back in the limelight. Yes. Which means, oh gosh, leave them alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking into the sky talking to someone. <laughs> leave them alone. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry, I don't know how. We- Holy Emily. Cow, because right. Emily. <laughs> My goodness. Listen, <laughs> if you want to hear Megan talk about movies some more, go check out the Retro Club. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if they'll dive into Hocus Pocus or not. They mostly, they've been focusing more on like horror slash light horror comedy stuff. Just for the fall season. And no, we don't have it lined up to talk about Hocus Pocus unless it going to be patreon content Ooh, okay. the retro club doesn't have patreon yet but i'm really hoping by next month it will be up so yeah we'll see go check out the retro club <laughs> all <Shameless> right plug. <laughs> emily emily so a uh, family little girls playing under the table they had no idea of this story and she's like this little girl emily under here is playing with me so yikes no ma'am emily has also been seen running between rooms upstairs where the restrooms are located uh, I think she's just playful, said Rick Levesque, one of the tavern's waiters. He has had at least two close encounters with the establishment's mysterious guests. Hmm. Quote, I heard so many stories and I never believed it, the six-year employee noted, saying that he continued to feel that way until he had stories to tell too. Isn't that just the way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to swallow. What the heck do you? I, I don't know. Water? I'm trying to swallow some spit. I no, I, I got. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Almost a year ago, which at this point that would have been 2003, he went up to the barn to retrieve a Christmas tree for the upcoming holiday season. "Quote: I got like a playful feeling," Levesque said, noting that he was then faced with a white figure of a little person whose face he could not make out. I don't. It's the it's the blank face thing that gets me. The thing is, I'm not even picturing like a, just a smooth skin face. I'm picturing almost like think pixelated or or even uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind when uh, Elijah Wood has, yeah. drops the papers and he's got the face. His face is all distorted. Yeah. yeah. But it said he couldn't make out the face. So I picture either like it's blurry or like a static. Pro- probably more the first because it said that then suddenly with a gust of wind, quote, I saw the image move away quickly. Oh. So it was probably like just a blurry passing by. Hmm. Like, who knows? Uh, One time, having been last to leave the night before and the first to return the next morning, we love a good clopin, Preeny found two pictures of a blonde little girl sitting on a podium as she walked in. Pictures? Is that what you Two pictures of a blonde little girl sitting on the podium as she walked in. No. They appeared to be photographs of the same painting taken from two different angles. Why? Why? That just, I don't. <laughs> Look at my leggies. Look at those leggies. I'm not taking my jack off to show you my arms, but they are, they're all pimply. <laughs> Why? It's like the same vibe that like, for some reason it reminds me, I know there's a movie that did this, I can't think of it, where the person wakes up and there's a picture on their chest of them sleeping in bed from like their doorway. Yeah, no, forget that. Oh, no. That's a scary movie in the making. If I just gave away, that's, I uh, trademark. Who Don't take that if it hasn't been done yet. Stamped I, it. I, 
<laughs> you can't take that. No, I know it's been done, but yeah. dang, what, I don't know what movie it is. I'm not going to try to think of it now because we'll just talk for another hour. <laughs> I know. Anyway, uh, the pictures appeared to be photographs of the same painting taken from two different angles. So, uh... I don't know. Quote, I just didn't have the heart to throw them away, Preeny said. Hello. As a result, they are placed on a hearth in the dining room area with no clue to their origin or the girl's identity. Oh, good. Perhaps Emily knows. Oh, that's what <laughs> it says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'm wondering if it means it's a picture, like there's a painting on the wall and someone took a picture of it from different angles. Uh huh. You know what I mean? It's just worded very odd. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if it would. Since they say it's on the hearth in the dining one one of the hearths in the dining room, I wonder if you can find pictures of it online. I don't know. We'll we'll look into that. Uh, so she didn't have the heart to throw them out. Don't know the origins. Maybe Emily does. Another of Levesque's encounters. That's the the waiter. Uh-huh. Was more direct. While he was speaking with a customer near the building's front entrance, a glass jar of toothpicks flew off a nearby counter counter and hit him in the side. Oh. With no one else around, the customer was as surprised as Levesque, saying he hadn't touched the jar, which Levesque knew to be true. <laughs> uh, is this place haunted, she asked. They say, Levesque affirmed, with a smile. Oh. So, just just casual. The house's tales have inspired widespread interest. Here we go. Bobby Flay of TV program <laughs> Food Nation included the Jameson in a main restaurant's episode, highlighting... Wow. Huh. Highlighting <laughs> not only its food... But it's ghostly residents. Pete Wagner of Portland-based Ghosts Are Us said he <laughs> continues to take photographs in the building, noting he would probably be able to make out white orbs delineating a ghostly presence. Huh. A Portland medium visiting the tavern once told Levesque he could sense that he, too, had felt the presence of a child in the building and that the child didn't know she had passed on. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Um, he noted... Then, well, that makes me think the fire may have been real if it was a quick death she maybe let's hope it was for her sake right a quick death he noted the mysterious events seemed to happen the most around the holidays which also makes me wonder if the fire happened around the holidays it's colder you're using the hearth right whisper estates it takes us back there where they had the fire going at christmas time yeah didn't the tree catch on fire and she caught on fire Something like that. Yeah. yeah. She snuck down to look sneak at, at the, the presents. Yes. It's really sad. It's really sad. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Mysterious event. Holidays. That's it. Preeny recalled how one night when she was hostessing, one of the dining rooms exuded a strange aura causing many first time guests to ask her if the place was haunted. I don't feel that every day, Preeny remembered. You could almost feel a presence around you. And that mm-hmm. was around the holidays. Enough that guests were like, is there something going on here? Uh, wait a minute. One night, just two weeks ago, in 2004, she and the bartender were the only people left in the building. Hearing a loud clanging downstairs, Preeny went to investigate and found every pan that hung there had suddenly fallen to the floor while their hooks remained affixed to the wall. I just ran upstairs and said, we're not staying, and we got out of here, Preeny recalled. <laughs> like, they're like, Bye-bye. sorry. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you're not getting over time. So. <laughs> Still, it's an aspect of the establishment that the staff has come to accept. I'm hoping I see something again, said Levesque. I'm comfortable with it. I'd like to find out what it wants. Oh. And that's pretty, 
That's pretty. Uh, if it wants anything. I mean, yeah. I guess if she's worked there long enough to know. Well, that's some of the quick videos I found. Like I said, unfortunately, none of them were super helpful or informative or it had much evidence to show. A lot of people were like, do you believe it? Like they believe it's haunted and they're like, I just think it's a playful. Ev- most Almost everybody, everybody I heard said that it was like a playful spirit. They didn't mm-hmm. feel threatened at all. It doesn't sound malicious. Just, Not even by I the mean, man in the top hat. It's mostly the it's mostly Emily that they feel and encounter. Yeah. So they say. I mean, it sounds like it's just either residual or just going about its business and not really worried about the people around it. Right. Uh, Just a little bit left. Amy Harris, who has worked there two months and hadn't heard any stories before last week, said that she doesn't believe in ghosts. It doesn't faze me, she noted, although adding that probably now I'll think about it. So. Yeah. And then I never thought twice about going up there again, Levesque said of the barn. I don't think it's evil. It's a playful entity. So when you visit the Jameson Tavern, you may find you get more than dinner or a drink. And if you think you have one otherworldly guest at your table, you may want to pull out an extra chair. Ha 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 Cute. Yeah, so that was written in October of 2004. Like I said, videos all believe it's playful. There was another story. Uh, it was a cook who had been there. I'm trying to think of how old the video was. At the time of the video, she had been the like main cook back there for 18 years and i don't know if you guys are familiar with like the big oh like what commercial size rolls of plastic wrap oh uh they're heavy yes like they can be very heavy and for some reason we always keep them stocked on high Uh, shelves (laughs) yeah and she said one time she was cooking and one of those rolls like in the box came down like came off of the shelf at her yeah. And they're like, oh, so do you believe you're in danger? And she was like, no. She's like, it's a playful ghost. Like, I believe it's childish. Yeah. I, it makes me think of when I worked at Starbucks. And we covered this a while ago. I can't remember when. But when we talked about the Chauncey Rose Orphanage. And yeah. um, it's on the grant. The Starbucks I worked at is on the grounds <laughs> where that used to be. Right. And I wonder, it must have been that whole block with, like, Kroger, Kroger and that strip mm-hmm. and the gas station, the Penn Station. <laughs> yeah, well, the building itself was would be back closer to where Kroger is because where the Starbucks is right on the corner would have been the edge of the grounds. Yeah. So I don't know what it was, but when I worked there, things like that happened all the time. Things would get ripped off the shelves. There was one time I was getting ice and a big... One of the trap, we called them travelers. It was just a big plastic container that we put coffee in. Mm-hmm. People would order for like yeah. conferences or yeah. whatever. We call them Joe to goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't remember what the, I think we just, it wasn't a traveler, but it, it was bigger than that. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, one fell off and hit me in the back. The problem is it was around the corner. So an L shape. I was on one side of the L getting ice and it was on this side of the L and it fell and hit me on the back. Good. Yeah. So things like that happen. Right. Yeah. People immediately want to go, oh, it's it's a mean ghost. It's a vis- uh, malicious ghost. And it's like, mm. it's just childish. It's, yeah. a, it's a kid being a kid. I Thinking wish they're I... being funny and they take it a little too far. You're like, ow, my back. <laughs> right. I wish I could remember who was working with me that night because I there was someone sitting at the desk counting down their drawer or whatever, one of the supervisors, and they stopped and turned and looked at me and said, 
what? <laughs> I said, yeah, I know. It hurt, first of all. And second of all, what? Like, <laughs> right. We were both just stunned and we didn't know how it happened. Right. Like you who's been experiencing ghosts forever, you're like, my back. I mean, what? Hey. <laughs> hey who did that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there are several people who can tell you. But yeah, it kind of sounds like the same. Or with moggers, you didn't experience it a ton, but it's just one of those... I mean, the it, that cooler door slamming down uh-huh. next to, like, right next to me while I was talking, I think I've explained it before, there is no sitting in between that door is either open or closed. It's a, it's a heavy metal door, like, slammed closed while I was talking to someone and neither of us touched it, so... And you guys were chatting? Yeah, we were just talking about... I wonder if it's like an old boss of the building. It's like, get back to work. There was nobody (laughs) there. We were bored, okay? (laughs) I I don't know what we were talking about. But yeah, so... And I never felt nervous or felt like there was something bad there. Mm -hmm. It's just childish. We've both worked at haunted establishments. Yes. Crazy. Wow. There (laughs) There are few who claim that the establishment I'm in out now is possibly haunted, but I don't really? know. That I know. I was like, it used to be a Baskin Robbins, folks. I don't know. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> I always forget. I don't really recall the Baskin Robbins being there, but vaguely, very yeah. little. Anyway. A- anyway. So that that's the Jameson Tavern. All right. It's very, it was history heavy, but like, we like it. I don't know. If you don't like it, that's a shame. Skip to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which next week, let me make sure I'm right. It isn't a fifth episode. Fifth. Yeah. Fifth week. Is yeah. It? We, no. we are. No, we already had one of those. So unfortunately, we probably won't see another one till the new year. So I think we're going to be in Massachusetts next. Oh, <laughs> Larry, it's it. funny. Yeah. Look, we leave Maine for Massachusetts. The other way around. Mm-hmm. How the turns <laughs> have tabled. And it only took 300, 200 years. Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's going to cover it then. That, that was fun. I like that type of history yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm just glad I didn't get too hot and comfy. Sat here the whole time. Mm. I was very nervous at the beginning. <laughs> it's getting warm. I know. The heat has kicked on. You probably hear it. I don't care. Well, we can end it now. And then you don't have to listen to it. Mm. I don't care. (laughs) God, this whole episode felt weird. We should probably go now. (laughs) Let's just start over. Is this the first take, the second take? You guys will never know. You'll never know. (laughs) Okay. See you in Massachusetts. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsotheysaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at orsotheysaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsotheysaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.